0: Well, I don't remember, but I have been told first time I got drunk, I was eight days old. Son of Abraham, I didn't waste no time sipping wine at my breast just to ease my mind. Sobered up after that, I spent 12 years clean, but I fell off the wagon when I turned 13.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the American Israelite Newspaper Podcast, the uh, Let There Be Light Podcast. And uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Netanel Ted Deutsch, and I'm here with my other co-host,
2: Julie Babs Bernstein Brook, the ninth great-granddaughter <laughs> of Rabbi Nachum of Breslov. Okay. I have proof, but. More importantly, we have a special guest today. Introduce yourself, <laughs> Rabbi.
3: Thank you. I'm Rabbi Drew, Rabbi Drew Kaplan, and uh, thank you for having me back. This is my third time in studio. Yeah, yeah. And,
2: and the reason this time you're here, each time we've had a reason. Yes. But this time the reason is because you're Rabbi of the Month. Yes, and thank you We're so starting a much. new series of rabbis in our community. Well, I'm, well, a, pioneer.
3: I'm a pioneer. I'm a pioneer, right? let that
1: continues right? as we transition. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, just, an inside, it's an inside joke. Okay. So today
2: is Wednesday, January 26, 2022, yes. and it is the 24th of Shabbat 5782. And on Shav- Asan- is
1: it Shabbat or Shavet? Shvat. 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 Like as in Tubishvat. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. that's right, because yes. we had that holiday that's too. Right. Yep. Uh,
2: so last week it was Little Jesus' birthday party. Little on Zoom. Jesus? What?
1: <laughs> wait a minute. Back up here. <laughs> back up. Back up. Back up. Little, wait, did you just slip that one in that yeah. nobody. Counted. little jesus what what is well, every a,
2: jewish boy is considered the messiah until he's proved otherwise
1: oh like in his bar <laughs> missile when he's like in the bathroom puking or something yeah. like that something something going on when he's like trying to uh okay mind. be careful so anyway <laughs> so, right, yeah yeah so yes, Gabriel, at the, at the he, slow when they have the like the ball you know going with the the, the crystal ball the slow dance the s- and you're s- like
2: snowball dance yeah no no
1: it's just the slow dance at the ball yeah. okay and you know you're like Putting your head on – let's just move. We're moving on right, right so now. Gabrielle,
2: <laughs> Eli Zimmerman. And then this <laughs> Sunday I want to reach a talk to my father, Sheldon Bernson. Uh The eighth great grandson of Rabbi Nachem Mendel of Breslov and therefore also related to the Baal Shem Tov and then down the Davidic line. Have you Um, talked about
1: this enough on the podcast yet? Not yet. (laughs) 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 And
2: he will be 89, so I want to wish him Mazel Tov on his 89th birthday. So Rabbi, speaking of bar mitzvahs, give us a little background on your bar mitzvah, where it was, what you Uh remember.
3: Well, it was October 1st, 1994. It was in Columbus, Ohio. Um, so I I did it at a goodasachem before the split before they split I think oh, I six seven years later, uh-huh. yeah there was a split over the mechitza because uh, back in back in the 1990s it was still one of the last I think three or four or five right. uh, Orthodox affiliated synagogues in America that still didn't always necessarily have a mechitza in the main sanctuary it was a relic a bygone relic of let's say mid 20th century. There was still some orthodoxy that didn't have machitza. so, so well, how sa- did
1: you, how did you have a separation? So we didn't.
3: So in the main sanctuary right. they, on Shabbat, right. they did not have a san- They did not have any machitza. What they would have is kind of sort of this big middle area, and if people really wanted on one far side, the women could sit, and the far other side, men can sit. Right. They did have a downstairs minion that met with a machitza uh. for many years, and so ultimately by 2000, 2001, right. it really just they had a changeover of rest rabbis and the both the orthodox union and the conservative uh, you have to have a mahitza right so they said you got to make a choice like you can't you can't keep playing this it's
1: either the conservative or you're orthodox
3: exactly and so and that's how the split happened because uh, what ha- so when they were interviewing new rabbis right. different rabbis came to town so one rabbi was liked by the schottensteins <laughs> Uh, who well, were on the board, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, they did control the board. And so they hired this rabbi, but then the board actually liked a different rabbi, a conservative rabbi. So ultimately uh-huh. what happened is that the conservative rabbi that the board hired, he stayed on, Made they officially affiliated with the conservative movement. Okay. And the Schottenstein's who had a rabbi that they hired. What's the name of the uh, they eventually set up this new synagogue.
1: What's the name of the new synagogue? So the
3: Main Street synagogue. Or they also call it in Hebrew Torah Temet and it meets so See, for, I've been there. Yeah, I so was, I've so been So for to people that place. so for people yeah, who know Columbus yeah. geography, so a is still where it is on Broad Street right. and Main Street is on uh, it's on Main Street, it's right, right near right. the Bexley Library. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I think uh, I've
1: been to that one. Yeah, so I, it's I, like all Jerusalem stone. It's it? gorgeous now, but yeah, for many yeah, years yeah, it yeah. met in
3: an old lawyer's office. Yeah, until they finally have this magnificent building, it's, which it's is
1: really—I've been to that. Yeah. That was really nice. Yeah, very it's, nice it's place.
3: Uh, so yeah, so that was my bar mitzvah. It was good. What was your parsha? Um, it was actually Brachit, so okay. it was Genesis. Really? Yeah. So it was a week after my birthday, and my birthday was on a Saturday. But um, there was another bar mitzvah scheduled for my exact birthday. I had to wait a week, and then there was a party that night. And I remember
2: that your Hebrew or your English birthday.
3: That's my English. My English okay. is 24th. So okay. um, that, that's what I remember. I don't know. There's family that came in. It was it was a good time. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. not
1: that long ago for you, really. No. <laughs> right.
3: Well, I'm 40, so
2: 27 years
1: ago. Well, there's more water over the dam for me and Julie. But.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so wait a second. Did you have a kid's party? Was there a theme?
3: Uh, baseball. Baseball. Okay. Baseball. So I was playing baseball at the time, and everybody got these. Uh, there were a lot of little. What uh, positions you play? Uh, a lot of. Both pitcher, first base, sometimes left field or the left side of the infield. Third base. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was a third base. Oh, all, awesome, all star third
3: base. There you go. Um, and so I remember one of the fun uh, little uh, takeaways was people got cups and you could had a lot of baseball stuff. There's lots of baseball tchotchkes on the table. So it was fun. it was fun. Yeah. All very baseball oriented.
2: Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. We'll go. We'll come back to that later. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but in the meantime, we are starting today as the senior issue.
1: Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mature Senior senior life, mature living. Mature
2: living, which right, we right. are. You are not, Rabbi. We're not so
1: there we, yet. Yeah. I experienced it many hours of my day. Ten
2: years Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's right. Yes. So yes. He's, tell,
1: he's the chaplain at Cedar, Cedar Village.
2: Village, So, so yes. it's also
3: on theme. Right, right it's right, perfectly right, on right, theme. Right, yeah.
2: right. So our first article is written by Age Well Cincinnati, and it's reminding right. you to get your eyes checked because your eyes actually are They have the inside view of your body. You don't realize it, but they Mm. can affect you with uh, cataracts, glaucoma, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. age-related macular degeneration. Lots of issues. They can can also show you when you have a brain tumor. So Mm. getting your eyes examined is an important part of your medical exams each year that Mm. you do. I think
1: you should at least once a year. Now, I remember
2: when my mother-in-law, Blessed Madam Marie Edith Mm -hmm. Jacobson, was at Cedar Village, they would yep. have an eye doctor that came in periodically and checked everyone. Mm-hmm. Is that what still goes on there?
3: I don't know. I, and some of this is affected by like the pandemic. COVID, yeah. Yeah. I know for many, many months once I started, the clinic it just remained closed until mm. things got better and we also understood more about what was going on with the pandemic and they opened it up. I don't know specifically what the schedule of doctors, I don't know who's, you know, when's the foot doctors there, yeah. if, if they still mm-hmm. have an eye doctor, so I'm not actually sure. Yeah, and
2: Beth Cotson's husband was one of the internists that came around there. I'm, I'm he my still, does. he I still, still does. I still see him all around, yeah, all the time. Yeah, very did a very good job Scott. with my mother-in-law yeah, Scott,
3: Dr. Scott Dr. Cotsen, Cotsen. who apparently is from my town in Central oh, Ohio, I um, know, yeah. and specifically Gahanna. We, mm-hmm. we come from the exact same suburb, not known for its Jewish population, but yeah, yeah.
2: but you both were there
3: yeah
2: wow, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. now moving on, there is an article that the city council has right. made a referendum against what went on in Co- resolution, I Colli- what went on in Colleyville, mm-hmm. and then on the JCC on page four is having some major changes yes um
1: leadership changes
2: yeah so. and then our community calendars well, so
3: it's you know it's interesting I, right. i'm very excited for mark who's being able to step away a little bit um and focus on some new projects it's unclear to, and, and i'm very excited for holly wolfson who gets a new title it's unclear they mentioned that jennifer cash uh, retains her title it doesn't really say what specifics are new to her right um i mean i know they lead off she's saying there's like, changes i think
1: she's more financial she right, does a lot of financial stuff.
3: Right, they say. I mean, they say there's going to be major changes, and they mention her. It uh, just—it's uh, not clear what they
2: haven't listed. The major changes, yeah. kind of like a, a novel, they're just setting us up for okay. what will be the. <laughs> we'll
3: have to stay tuned. We have will be a follow-up article. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So in terms of what's Maybe going not. on
2: in our community, there's right. a lot of good things coming up this week. Starting, I think, the maple syrup hike by Wise <laughs> oh, Temple go on Empty Nesters. Yeah, <laughs> by you're the going Empty Nesters. That sa- well, this, I qualify. That's this Saturday, right? I qualify. I'm definitely an Empty answer yeah. so I get my maple syrup. I think at the same place you do it. So it's those big jugs they have at Costco. Mm-hmm.
1: I got some this year because we had a. We, so we got a uh, a uh, gift certificate card from Williams Sonoma like five years ago that. We our mm-hmm. wedding that we we're finally like using all <laughs> it
3: took
1: us <laughs> five years to get rid of some of these yeah. gift cards. You know, it's like, and I was there and I saw this little cute little bottle of maple syrup and I said, and I looked at there was like three or four of them and there was one that had an OU on it. And I was like, oh, that's we should, for you. yeah, that's and I got that and brought wow. that home. That that's was great. one of our. Gifts from uh, our yeah. wedding. Maple syrup
2: <laughs> is really good on salmon. If you're, I ha- I personally oh, haven't salmon. eaten it. Uh, I never. haven't eaten it, but I've been. We told, had some salmon. Yeah.
1: Uh, we, I cooked some salmon the other day. Yeah, I, I have a recipe put that, put that everyone syrup? tells me they really like maple syrup, after syrup after a little bit of ginger. After it's cooked, no, you you it's kind it's of you, a little bit, but you it?
2: you can't put too much syrup on right. it because the sugar will burn if you're grilling it. You have to be real careful with that. But it's a good. A like, dollop on the on the salmon. Okay, as far as okay, I understand, well, I know okay. I've tasted okay. it on the side without being in the fish.
1: Well, I like it because it's, it's versus like making French toast, which is you know I'm I'm like Mr. Anti Carb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather have a, like some salmon or some lox and put a little on, uh, just a little, you know, just yeah. a little bit for taste. Mm. I never thought, uh, that's really a good idea. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
2: anything sweet is always good on anything else. (laughs) So um, we have a couple other good things on Sunday. There's Languages of the Jews of Iran, and there's also Finding Your Roots with our friend David Harris. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Our Mm -hmm. former guest, Ray Warren, is speaking at the Holocaust and Humanities Center on Wednesday, February 2nd.
1: Also, also, you should probably point out, I think that the JCC um, Israel and... Film Festival starts up this This Saturday Saturday night. So today is Wednesday. Paper comes out Thursday, and it starts this Saturday. Uh, This Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So all great things. Do you have Mm -hmm. anything on your agenda, uh, Rabbi, that you'd like to share with us that's coming up big at Cedar Village?
3: Uh, No, We don't have any. uh, You know, it's interesting. We haven't really had big public things open to the yeah, broad public. Been, yeah. um, we did have uh, Hanukkah. We had a concert by the choir, but that was certain family members invitation only. They, they're, you know, it's still careful
1: because, you know, I mean, when mom was alive yeah. mom died February 10th and I used to go out there and have lunch out there like every Friday and I'd, you know, I'd see you, uh, you know, yeah. and I'd go out every Friday, but I remember when, you know, before the pandemic, I mean, mom my mom, she like every week they they'd have bingo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and bingo. Every, my mother-in-law like every bingo. Saturday. I would go out there like on a Sunday to visit mom, and they'd be in that that uh, uh, um, auditorium oh, the thing. CRCC, and there'd yeah. be like rock bands. There'd be like classical music bands. There would be like uh, wow. uh, you know jazz bands. There was always some kind, and there were some singers and stuff like oh. that. Right in that you know, the mayor's fa- uh, that stage right there, and oh, wow. the place would be packed. With people at a, like on a you know like a they Sunday, a two lot th- s- you maybe know, this summer with things,
3: well, you'll
2: be able to do yeah. some yeah. things outside. Yeah. Tent.
3: Oh, outside would be nice. So one of the interesting things, I mean, in the fall things were getting a lot well, both in the they spring and, and it the, just, the
1: fall, it started going up with this omicron.
3: Yeah, so in the last month there have been a lot of between staff and residents. A lot, I mean, it's just going. What's going on in the entire country? Right, it's just exactly. the number. It's just simple math um so we'll see when things calm down again and and you know i think it's one thing when we have programming for the residents i don't you know we've i guess some family members have been able to come in yeah um but i don't know that we've really put it's stuff kinda
1: not it's it's kind of a lot more reduced than it was I yeah guess it's a,
3: certainly a lot easier for people to come in now a year ago it was really hard Well, i went when
1: yeah. mom i was when i first I had to have a mask, and then yeah. I had this plastic the thing, I, and, and, and I had to, glove, I mean, it was like, glove. it was like intense wow. to get in there, and then yeah. I could only stay for like, you know, like 10 minutes, like, huh. you know, which yes. was, you know, that's like a perfect visit. That's
3: <laughs> like, you
1: go, <laughs> you hang out, I gotta I mean, leave, I gotta tighter. go, yeah. yeah, I can only, so, 10 minutes is up, I gotta go. Yeah, a lot of, and again, a lot I of like this that, is. A lot but of I like that, but I love eating is, lunch there, I was, yeah, I loved doing that, I, I loved going there for lunch oh yeah
3: a lot of this is you know ohio department of health so right. they have to to and a lot of over time you know as we learn more yeah, and more yeah, what we can yeah, and cannot do with yeah. the virus and also i think you know it's one thing for these various incredible restrictions to be in place for months but as a long-term strategy the ohio department of health has relaxed a lot of these things so now it used to be very certain circumstances that people could enter only and dire and also for the first year of the pandemic but no but clergy people, were allowed in well, people were dying yeah, and they yeah. couldn't get Get in to see
1: their family that right. year for like a, you
3: couldn't not even get in you were not right. it was to,
1: only they could bring them to like a window and you could say hello right through the window and then you had to leave it was right. like it was right an, so
3: fall 2020 a year ago was yeah. really only if someone's die like actively dying yeah. could family member a certain number of family members right, right. come in it was really two. restricted right, right, right. after after the spring and certainly the vaccinations really uh, you know helped loosen a lot of the Department of yep. Health regulations so I um, thank God you know a lot yeah, of people have yeah, been yeah. able to visit yeah. their loved ones and and I think more importantly for the residents, that they've been able to see friends and family more easily come in, which has been really – you know, a big morale boost. It's been right. really wonderful. Oh yeah, so, you need that. Yeah. So a- absolutely. So, as, but as far as a large, you know, the thing that's on my mind is in two months from now is the 25th anniversary of Cedar Village's opening. Ooh. So that uh, I, might I don't know. If, have
1: a little bit. might had to be a little bit more subdued than you. Yeah, would, I don't know how like to, a big gala because Jewish Hospital is having this big gala coming up in a couple. Really? of yeah. Dion wow. Warwick. Yeah. And, wow. And, and they should have like the same kind of thing a 25th anniversary. Maybe I a, remember when they brought you know, the big somebody. piece of
2: Jerusalem. So stone that dr lenny singer was involved with and i remember going there for that opening oh wow that was very cool yeah you have a a lot of things coming up in our community that are are being stifled again because of this covid now rabbi did did you always want to be a rabbi what did you want to be growing up
3: I don't know that I knew. I, I think there were two things that I knew from first grade I did not ever want to be uh, in the rest of my life. One is President of the United States of America said, I don't want to do this. It's too much responsibility. And the other is a school teacher. I didn't want to give grades to to people. So those were the two so, two immediate things that I ruled out.
1: You can't stop laughing. So, <laughs> so there's is that, you want us to put that on your headstone that you know, he never wanted to be the president. Yes. He never, so I want, on my headstone, I want yeah. he never wanted to be a waiter. <laughs>
0: i was never a waiter yeah. i
1: did make pizzas at the pizza house okay anthons we didn't serve I, I, once in a while okay i was not a server or working you know, as a bartender yeah. I, but you yeah, did you so, went to
2: indiana and you did Judaic studies right. what did you so, start out doing because i know that wasn't your initial so i don't degree.
3: i didn't have a, so i mean i I've, i traveled a bit and i guess we're going to see that when we get to page six but um i started out at indiana no major intended then i Uh, bounced around i I went to yeshiva university then spent a semester in jerusalem did you
1: get your degree at iu yes so so then then you went to yeshiva no 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 so oh so i so
3: i did a semester indiana transferred to yeshiva university Uh, for a semester went to a semester in jerusalem through yeshiva university came back to yeshiva university and then went back to indiana for three further semesters graduated mid-year and then went back Just because I didn't, you know, it was still the winter. So then I went back for another semester in Israel, more yeshiva study before going to New York for rabbinical school. But um, when I came back to Indiana, because I had so many Jewish studies credits, I was not actually intending to major in Jewish studies. I figured and, you know, my dad said, well, you have a lot of credits, like at least see what you can do for a minor and work on something else for a major. So having spoken with the advisor, she said, look, you can take a few classes, get your minor or take five or six and boom, you have a major. So it was, for me, it was a really easy decision. And then I was working on a business minor, but then I realized, well, I could either graduate in December after three and a half years of college or with no minor or just, you know, or spend an extra semester. So I decided I graduated early huh. and then spent uh, that spring in Israel. So that was my decision making. I really like the Jewish stuff. So it's good that
1: your parents were su- su- supportive of this <laughs> yes. bouncing around so much. Yes,
3: thank God. And that was
2: you liked the Jewish was, education. Was, that yes, was yes, good, so, too.
3: So I didn't necessarily know I wanted to enter Jewish <laughs> right, communal right, right. service. I, You know, when I was thinking when I was graduating, definitely some sort of graduate study of some sort. So you
1: were there for, like, almost four years for, like, a four-year degree. So a I, little bit less than four years. So it was three and a half
3: years, three, but okay. I actually only four semesters on campus at Indiana. Okay. Um, so...
1: And they were, they were cool. And that's really, they yeah. were very uh, open to that. That's really, yeah, cause they got all those credits
3: elsewhere, you yeah, know, yeah, those, yeah. you know, yeah, credit. Yeah. So
1: sometimes uh, when you go, they don't give you those credits or like, well, so they'll like they give you like half a credit for what, you know, right. So games. when I
3: first transferred from Indiana to yeshiva university, they were like super sticklers. They're yeah, like, Oh, yeah. out of the five courses I took my freshman, my yeah, first one semester, or two they took good. three and yeah, like, right, they were being right. weird about that. Yeah, but right, when yeah, I went yeah. back to Indiana, they were being very accepting, very happy. And even the semester I, I st- spent in Jerusalem in a yeshiva, but it was through Yeshiva University, right. and Yeshiva University gave me college credits for it. So Indiana was, you know, to their credit, they worked with me. They're like, can you give us course descriptions for what you studied? So I would say, you know, and not have to translate, like, what does this mean, Bible study or Talmud or how, Jewish right, law? And right, so, right. But, and they were very, so a lot of that was just sort huh. of general elective credits that they were, were yeah. so they were a lot easier to work with than Yeshiva University. But, um, but we all was, worked out. It all worked out. That's hey, right. I got my BA. Yeah. And one of the, so I was considering graduate school. Wasn't sure what I would do. I definitely knew I wanted to help people. So whether it was, I don't know, uh, you know, social work, or, you know, going for an MSW, uh, rabbinical school is definitely on my mind or other similar things able to help people. And so. Um, now
1: you kind of yeah. combined all that stuff yeah. into what you're doing now. Exactly. Like yeah. chaplain at Cedar Village. So yes. You, You're like a social worker some days, Mm -hmm. and and you're dealing with the families, and then you're dealing with the residents, and then you're – Giving them a little Torah, yep. So that's all of that, we're ba- <laughs> all yeah. of that, and more. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's a, it's it's a, a wider array. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like a whole, uh, a yeah. whole uh, kitten caboodle. It is. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. yeah, yeah. One yeah. yeah.
3: No days uh, similar to the next. So it's uh, it's a diversity there. But yes, so you also yeah. have
1: to deal with some serious stuff too. Yep, I would think. Especially yep. at Cedar It's Cedar
3: right. part of adulting.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The
2: adulting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. Well, speaking of rabbis, there's a multi-general support article on page five where they show. Sammy Cantor, who is finishing rabbinical school soon, he tells me, and Annie Cantor and their mom, Mark and Marcy. And Mark, of course, is the son of Bob and Lynn. And they're talking about how they're now supporting the community that supported them. And Mark's father, Robert, got to go to college because he had a Workum Fund scholarship, as did... Uh, both Sammy and Annie have both been involved with the work. So it's a, just a nice article support submitted by the Jewish Federation of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And again, another young man who decided to make being a rabbi <laughs> his goal. Yeah. And as we turn to page six, we have two articles about two very special people in our community. We were going to begin with Professor Gila Safranave, who is right. retiring after many years. At University of Cincinnati, and as head of their Judaic department. Now, she actually came from Ukraine, Romania. I did not know this was was new to all of us that she was in a work camp, um, probably from her very very earliest years. Uh, it was called the Transnistria extermination How do you camp. That? It's T R A N S N I S T R I A, and I looked it up. It's where a, is
1: that? Where was that? In
2: Romania. The well, Romania
1: is, like, near Poland, up, like, uh, In the Ukrainian
2: U- area. It's all mushed up in there yeah. because, you know, <laughs> people would take it over one country. Would t- we know we've got that problem right now, people trying to take over <laughs> the areas of the Ukraine. It's one yeah. of those areas. It's like areas of Poland and became German, and German became Polish. And I know for my great-grandfather, right, right. Um, Katz, right. is – his passport was changing back and forth between <laughs> being a Polish passport or a well, German we're, passport. We're,
1: our family is from Alsace-Lorraine, and it kept going back between French and German, yep. and French and German, and French and German. Yep.
2: So in the meantime, we wish... It's a, ni- a lovely article submitted by the University of Cincinnati Department of Judaic Studies, and we yep. wish her well. She's been a, quite a, a a positive influence on our community and many, and her, many, and many hus- students. And her
1: husband, Michael, yes. who I know... And see at Kroger's once in a while. It's good you see him at Kroger's. I do, and I chat with (laughs) him religiously. I always talk to him. And, uh, yeah, they're they're both very nice people.
2: So, And then our second right, special person right. is, again, our conversation with our community rabbi, Rabbi Drew Kaplan. So, rabbi- I was
3: hoping I would announce my retirement here, but uh, <laughs> really? it would have been at, on theme at, on this at, page. Wait a minute, at 40? <laughs> I know, I, I can dream, right? <laughs> well, you, so you started, no, I'm very much working. <laughs> so you started
2: out as, um, I guess your first position was working with young people at the, yes. the BBYO.
3: Oh. Uh, well, so yes, during college summer. So I um, did that for, so I did two summers and then I stood on, stayed on for a third after I graduated. Um, so that was really great because I had had such a great experience during my high school time, not only in BBYO, but right. also the summer leadership seminars that okay. I went in uh, the campgrounds in, in Pennsylvania. So that so,
1: had a real impact
3: on a you. A huge impact. And, I mean, had a real leadership camp. impact kind of Yeah, so too, yeah. leadership, a lo- right. love of, of, you know, so I mean, really, for me, that was really one of the most fundamental, very, very impactful questions I encountered was about Jewish leadership, and so I really wanted to not. I mean, I, I loved it, but I also wanted to get back, and so I wanted to. So that's what prompted me to go back, yep. Continue going back until uh, ultimately I went to rabbinical school. So it was a great time, and also I think it did help going back to the earlier question help fueled my interest in the rabbinate as, as being sort of a quintessential Jewish leader. And so I really love the marriage of the leadership and specifically a Jewish context. So, um, that was, uh, yeah, that was before rabbinical school.
2: So, right. And then you, so if you went from working for young people and now you're working with the uh, the elderly. Well, well, so
3: then after I graduated rabbinical school for six and a half years, and, and I stayed on for a couple of extra with years, Hillel. working with both college students and also young adults, 20s, 30s in Southern California. So I did that, right. As you mentioned, a very specific age demographic and switching yeah. to uh, out here for the last 20 months, a very different age demographic.
2: And your wife still works with Hillel.
3: Right. So that's what I, I like. Wa- so that's what brought us out here. So, I mean, we came out here for a few reasons one i'm originally from columbus so my parents love that it's a hundred minute drive door to door they don't have to hop on a plane to see us or more importantly the grandkids and it it's much closer but also you know it's much more affordable and also for the community it's it's nicer for something i mean we were close to a college campus i mean that's the work that we were doing with hillel and here it's it's lovely to have a community of other people who have who more like we can hang out with our kids can play with so that's been really nice to have all three of those things so i like to say i was the trailing spouse yeah. uh, when we moved out here to cincinnati because after eight and a half years of serving as the executive director of beach hillo she's the cincinnati hillo director for the last three and a half years
2: and you have three children
3: four, four. we have three daughters and a little boy okay that's great <laughs> <laughs>
2: And in terms of so far, I mean, your career is still, you're still pretty young at 40 mm-hmm. years old, yep. experienced, but young. I, I,
3: that's that's what I'm told at work. Yes. <laughs>
2: um, so far, what has been your greatest achievement in Oof. that you have, that you feel so far that when you think about at this point in your life, what has been your greatest achievement?
3: Oof. That's, uh, I think surviving. I'm stumped now. Just, still, you're still standing. <laughs> still, still standing. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the Ted, on the Ted answer on this. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Still so live uh, well I can pass. I'm we not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying pass. I don't he's, have accomplishments. He's I'm like, take the but pass, it's it's, it's pass, you know, There's one. a lot of competition for my accomplishments. I don't know. Yeah. I to, that's definitely great. Well, you'll come think back about it
1: and get back yeah. with us. We'll have a we'll have a, like a, a follow up. Yes, I mean, look. Obviously,
3: one of the things that I'm very excited about that was covered in this is, um, you know, obviously professionally. I, I you know, the last 20 months I've been at Cedar Village, which 20 out of the last 22 months have been, you know, the majority of the pandemic. So I've I've really um, helped steward a lot of, you know, stuff and be there for the residents. Um, but also before I, I started that, um, before I started that position, so I've also been doing this podcast, this Jewish drinking yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah, publishing yeah. Yeah. over 85 episodes with, with many more in the works. And so that's, you know, it's, it's really fascinating to see, to hear some of the feedback, not only obviously from listeners, but even from some of the academics who, for them, it strikes them as something that's really fascinating and so different and yet insightful at the same time. Um, as, as a space foul, to, to foul think foul seriously like, about like
1: your own little niche
3: it is, it's very much yeah, a niche yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and it's something that shockingly has not t- been tapped before and uh, sorry to get into the puns but people are thirsty <laughs> for this content and so, so oh, well, oh, I well, love well, it well, sorry that's okay <laughs> <a, laughs> we'll have to service
1: mark that one
3: <laughs> Uh, they're thirsty for
1: this content. There you uh, it's, go. It's there a lot go. of
2: fun. I've learned <laughs> yes. a lot from that as I, I, t- I yes, talk, talk
1: We
3: have like one listener stuff. right here. But exactly. at the same time,
2: right. after listening to your podcast, I've yeah. come to realize that there's a lot revolving about the process of making wine, yes. about like when right. you right. can drink the wine. Right. Yes. Like, um, we even we talked about be, before we went on
1: uh, on today. We're yep. talking about the, the Jews in the bourbon business in Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And well, there they, was a lot of Jews in yes. that business. And
3: even from Cincinnati, even. Yeah. Um, even, yeah. Uh, we don't think about this, Fleischmann's. Right. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, Fleischmann's, no, we, we, we know right, them as the right. yeast company, but they also use that yeast to create whiskey. Which, right. Is, ah. yeah. So There's
2: a lot of interest. So we're I, I, educated drinkers. But we do, and you, and you can't say that we don't have problems. We know that Jews do become right. alcoholics right. and right. drug addicts. Right. like, any right. we're a normal. Right. We're normal. We're humans people, too. We're right. humans too. Right. But at the same time, I have learned a tremendous amount about different things about right. Queen right. Esther because I know that mm-hmm. probably is going to come up again, Reese, in the well, next Purim's near future. Coming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's interesting topics I never thought about. Mm-hmm. Someone having a slave dancer that's, that that <laughs> dances <laughs> at the at the uh, at the wine house, at the yeah. wine yeah. house, the barrel house. <laughs> yeah. So. It's it's we've always had it, but I I think it's a it's a very cool podcast. I I Thank really you. I yeah, really yeah. enjoy it. Um, Thank you. Okay, so you also have a third interest, which is I know one of my kids oh, yeah. is also into my oldest that I thought was yeah. the same age as you, but he's actually five years younger. Lauren is also into Star Wars. Yeah, so, so
3: I, I yeah I like to say my three hobbies are beard, Talmud, and Star Wars. So Star Wars, <laughs> Star uh, Wars. it's uh, it's I mean it's gone through a rock, rocky uh, handful of years recently with some of the movies not being so good, uh, but you know there's been a new to interest, I think, even amongst fans who might have enjoyed the original trilogy movies and really haven't connected with stuff in recent I have decades. The
1: whole, I have the whole series. Oh, really? Every oh. one of them. Oh, wow, sure, that's fantastic. Sure, sure. And once in a while, yeah. we'll watch. We watch, like, series, so oh, that's we'll great. just watch the whole Star Wars... Dang, we'll just oh, watch the whole thing.
3: That's fantastic. And yeah. and there's been a lot of renewed interest in the last couple of years with the the success of The Mandalorian. People have really enjoyed yeah, yeah. that show. Immense, and, you know, even fans who really haven't connected with the content in decades, it's uh, been a real... If, Fascinating revival in, in recent years. And I actually was, um, when I was in California, I became the, the book guy for a Star Wars podcast. Okay. So I became, like, their book, because I've read most of the, the new canon so Star Wars they came back stuff.
2: and they called you when you have to call a friend and you refer <laughs> questions. <Right. laughs>
3: yes. That's great. Yes, That's really, you. really great. All right.
2: So um, also we're coming up on something interesting this year, a dar 1 and Adar Ard- Ard- 2. Right. And um, we have an article by Zachary Ziv, and it's talking about... How to, explaining how why we have a dar one and hard dar two, and it talks because of our lunar calendar of right, the Jewish right. lunar calendar. They have to eventually add these the days moon, back the in, moon. right? And, and otherwise. At one point, Purim will end up being in the fall, and Hanukkah will be in the summer. So this way, they that alleviates that. So that's a very good um, article that has been that came from both my Jewish learning and Zachary's. And below that is an article. I just just want to
3: pop in. So I think one of the fascinating, it's not easy to keep track of, but is out of we have a nineteen year cycle. And so we're going to have every seven times out of 19. It's not like in every fourth year, third yeah. year, sixth year. It's every seven out of every 19. So The math this, is a little crazy. Yeah, it's a little, yes. It's definitely prime numbers yeah. going on.
2: <laughs> it is a little crazy. Now, okay. below that is an article I think we might each have our own opinion about. And I actually saw it. It was on 60 Minutes where it came out this weekend on Sunday uh, between football games. Um, Because we know who day is, is going forward this Sunday again. Um, So, you know, Anne Frank, someone turned in her family. And according to what was on 60 Minutes and this article, it may have been, it may have been a Jewish man by the name of Arnold Vonderberg. So he's not alive and neither are any of his um, children to stand up for him. No one would know. Right. was he a capo or was he someone trying to save his family? So the question morally for me is we can't pass judgment on – I mean, they were turned in. It's it's done. It's over. The damage is done. We can't backpedal that and fix it. There's no way to fix it. Right. But was he doing it to save his family? Was he doing it because he was forced? Was he threatened? Was he a capo that did something like this all the time? Nobody will know. But it is true that in 1945, her father did receive an anonymous letter saying that a Jew had turned him in. But her father never acted on that or never published it, and maybe because he had the same feelings, it's done. What can I do now? It's done, and that well, person
1: also. There, it's not certainty. I think right, you, you you have to if it's a if it's a hundred percent certainty, then you know that and there's evidence. Okay, fine. But if it's a fifty percent certainty, you're basically guessing.
2: Well, and it is guessing because there's no one here to stand up for it, and nothing is for sure. What would the, what would the, the 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 rabbi say, what would the Talmud say about know. a decision like this to out to out somebody? This is outing them.
3: I think they probably have multiple opinions. Yeah, <laughs> <I> <laughs> mean, we're Jews, and I'm like, and even in my head, I've got multiple opinions. I mean, for me, one right. thing that's fascinating is not something that is way after the fact. It's 1945. It's something still fresh. I don't the
1: war, know. The war was still going
3: on. Right, it's still going on. Um, These people are still. Who knows? I don't know if the person who. Who was allegedly had turned the family in at 1945. If No,
2: he did he survived. survived. So so
3: I don't know if maybe the person who wrote the letter could be believed because it was anonymous, or maybe because they had something out for the this person there. It's really, we don't know. Um, I I don't know how much there's, you know, nowadays, how much it affects that person. They've been long dead. So does it really matter? On the other hand, you know, Anne Frank is a really fascinating case. It's it's a face to something that's, you know, we have 6 million who who perish, unfortunately. um, And it's just such a hard thing to wrap our heads around the face. Like, it's so impersonal of a number. But I think what's great about Anne Frank is it's a face that we can really connect and we really have a sense of not only her personhood, but also her family. We have... They're people. We have a three-dimensional sense of who they are. And, it, and it's, I point. think, yeah, so I think it's something that we can, I don't think anybody really cares about, you know, who turned in so-and-so or whatever. But f- this is something that's very particular. It's, uh, it's really putting a, a face what to. I kind of you know.
1: think is also, it's unfortunate that she, that she didn't live. Well, but there wouldn't have been a story either. Well, it adds,
2: either. To, the tra- adds yes. to the tragedy. Yeah, right, to, yeah there, the, 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 right, her story right, is right. what has affected so many people. Right. Yeah. Had she lived, maybe her diary would have been kept for her, and maybe she never would have published right, it. Right, right. Who knows? Yeah.
1: I would have liked that outcome better. Well, we all yeah. would have.
2: Right. We right. all would have. Right. right. Um, so on on page 9 in national yeah. news, so anyone who's been up to Ann Arbor at the synagogue Beth Israel knows that for 18 years there have been protesters across <laughs> the street – putting up signs that say, resist Jewish power, Jewish power corrupts, no more Holocaust movies, which I think everyone agrees with, uh, boycott Israel, stop USA to Israel, end the Palestinian Holocaust. And, and, you know, at that point, the city council, up until this point, the city council said, this is free speech, there's nothing we can do. They were actually, they were moved across the street. I remember previous articles saying they were moved across the street. They couldn't be at the direct entrance, but this was free speech. But after two Saturdays ago right, with right. Collieville. Now the city council has stood up and said, no, this is this has got gotta to end stop. in a different way. We, so they've, they've... They've stopped it. They've tried to stop it the best they can. It's still free speech, but they've worked a little bit harder on this. I
1: think, and I think they're worried about is this is going to go from a protest to like violence well violence. exactly it's not not that big of a step to go from one to the other and that's what they're afraid of
2: well one of the people in ann arbor said it it what it feels like to them is that they're in ann arbor which is so progressive you know everyone is a safe place for everyone no aid here except for the jews but it's is it you know yeah it's uh it seems to be a theme lately
3: yes 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 I was going to make a joke. I should have led with yeah. this. Yeah. They're the best of uh, the best uh, shul goers. They're, they're there for every Shabbos yeah, for every 18 year. years. Well, you know, Ann
1: Arbor, like yeah. right now, it's got to be like. Super cold. Like. 10 below. I know. It's really cold today. Well, they've had a lot
2: of problems up in Ann Arbor, beginning with oh, their really? Kanishas. <laughs> 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 and, okay, <laughs> and President Schlissel. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the next article you both talked about as being yes. very important and a message for the community. Rabbi, you want to begin with right, the, uh, right. about... Colleyville and Rabbi Charlie Citroen Walker.
3: I mean, I I actually I haven't followed the story super intensely. Right. I know a lot of people have found all these details and the training he's gone through and the relations he's in developed. Cincinnati, so yeah. I I am actually not that intimately familiar. Although I, I love you know especially the headline. It's safe to go to shul. And I, I, I think that's
1: yeah, that's yeah a good message. We all have to have that message. Well,
3: yeah, we and, can't and what's stop fast, right. And also what's right. fascinating to me and I don't again I don't know the intricate details of the security arrangement and what happened and. and how everything right. took place i know here in cincinnati we specifically ever patrol. since tree of life happened yeah. there's been a consistent police I'm presence on security so there you, you go we're i'm not secu- I, okay I'm, i'll take the I'm credit on, but i'm not i'm on
1: security patrol uh, that's wonderful so yeah. we ha-
3: so yeah i don't know if every show has, has how it works in, in addition do. to the security patrol with police um yeah. and i think it's because we know it's a thing now I mean uh, it's, it's a sad thing to say and I, there was a JTA writer who said it's it's terrible that one of the columns that, or one of the categories for filing articles now is a shul attack before 2018 that wasn't a thing and we had Tree of Life, we had Pomona, we had this so it's um, it's deeply unfortunate but I will say as a silver lining thank God, at least I know here in Cincinnati many of the synagogues have police presence in addition to security so it's something that, say, you know, say, it's say, unfortunate these are right. the days we're in but at least we're right. vigilant here about it.
1: Well so, all, a lot of the organizations. It's all -hmm. part of Safe Cincinnati. We all go through training. Mm -hmm. We all go through uh, drills regularly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we don't want to, you know, Do what we do. But, you know, we all practice, and we Mm -hmm. have to practice, and we have to keep on practicing. But we can't stop
2: doing what we're doing. So speaking speaking of going to synagogue to shul, Rabbi, when you're in shul, what puts a smile on your face when you're there? You know, when you're ever sitting down and you look around and you think, you know, (laughs)
3: Hey. <laughs> I don't know, just other What's people. What's happening? Yeah, just the, the other folks in Shul, and, you know, especially it's, it's, maybe you haven't seen someone in a few weeks. It's great to see them. So that's that's what I enjoy.
2: Ted likes the kiddish. He's thinking about uh, the kiddish. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the
3: kiddish. Well, there isn't
1: a kiddish at Shari Torah right now. It
3: uh, came back this past what well, actually, right, right, it actually came back right. this past Shabbat in honor of a recent wedding. Right, uh, Leah. You, Leah. Yes, and it, and it's. It's a little tease for page fourteen, but yes, there was a recent kid. There had yes, kiddish had been on hold for two three weeks because of the rise of omicron. Going
1: back to kiddish or not kiddish? So I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if that was
3: just a special one off uh, in yeah. celebration of page 14, one of the weddings that right, recently right, happened because right. there was family in town, or if uh, or if it's going back. I don't know.
1: We'll see. Yeah.
2: So right. before we get to page fourteen, right. we want everyone Twelve. to know that there's possibly the chance coming out of. Um, out Israel. of Israel. I, why is it out of Israel? Because she's coming from the United States.
1: Well, they might be.
2: Oh, well, she's bringing up stuff. Well, she always travels with stuff to Israel when she goes up. Okay, Jessica Mir may be the first Jew right. and first woman to be on the moon. Now, she is not the first Jewish astronaut or first female Jewish astronaut. But she, if this happens in 2025, she will be the first one on the moon. And she does bring up stuff from Israel.
3: Well, her father's Israeli. Oh. That's what it says in the article. Okay. He says Raki Israeli. Okay. So she's Maybe the th- daughter of an Israeli. She's a
2: daughter, so that makes her technically yeah. Israeli. And then um, there's a great, if you have time to read, you should definitely read the antique letter. Right. So there is a gentleman by the name of Ezra Gorodesky who was a collector, and what he does is he likes to open up old books. And in the covers of old books, they used to use letters, and it's a letter from one uh, from a man to a rabbi asking for help in supporting the Jews of Svat in Israel. So it's a very cool article. Wow. Um, and then on to page 14, we have right. a lot of great, you want to talk about this wedding coming
3: well, up? T- oh, well, so it was a wedding that just took place, uh, this past, uh, I guess a week and a half ago. So, um a uh, local person is Zimmerman, Leah Zimmerman, and uh, so she married a Yoni Levine, who I met on Shabbat, and so he, I guess they were back in town. The wedding was not held here in Cincinnati, but I guess they had visited, they traveled here after the, I think the wedding was on MLK Day, okay. to and then they came here, spent Shabbat, and they had family in town, and a kiddish at shul. Are they
2: going to be living here in town, or they live somewhere I suspect
3: else? not, I, I think somewhere on the East Coast. Okay, so yeah.
2: there's a lot of great weddings. We have a new baby, Kayla Vincent. And uh, there was also the wedding of Benson and Marlena Stone, as well as Daniel and Brianna Nix- Nick Naser, Nick Nazer, both very, all very cool. Beautiful brides, beautiful baby. Yep. All right. So mazel how tov. long have you been mazel married? Tov. Yeah, Mazel Tov. Rabbi, how long have you been married, and how did you meet Ra- Rachel?
3: Almost 14 and a half years, but who's counting? Yeah. And how did you meet Rachel? <laughs> um, we met, and we lived in a similar neighborhood in New York City, in Manhattan. Okay. And so initially, 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 it was really just at a Shabbat lunch. Uh, someone down the hall brought me to a Shabbat lunch of friends. And subsequently, we I mean, it's it was, whatever. There, there's only so much space. We went to the same synagogue. There was also a huge singles community where yeah. we were in Washington Heights. So it was, you know. It happened. Yeah. (laughs) And so now uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll be coming up on 14 and a half years.
2: Congratulations. Mazel tov. Thank you. So on page 18, there's a great. We
1: skipped over Mature Living.
2: Okay. What would you like to talk about? Mature Living
1: is this week, and uh, we have a write-up for all the different advertisers and all the different services that are available to everybody in the community for senior life. And We do it twice a year. We do it the last week in January and the last week in July. Please utilize. And There's some use. good resources there. Are, in there. Very good I resources. skipped over
2: some good resources. Yeah,
3: I mean, page. it might be worth hanging on to for anybody yes, thinking and, about right. using or or looking, reaching out to, or you know, or or someone just uh, can go back to the Israelite website and, and find this uh, yeah. this whole guide. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: at Cedar Village, are you doing a lot of educating your your residents on how to use the internet and get things done? How to, mm. I mean, sure, they've got to know Zoom by now.
3: No. So, you know, sometimes some of them will have, whether it's a tablet or a few of them actually have computers, but some of them have tablets, um, how much they know how to use them. You know, I'll help them if they need, but some of them just aren't really that interested or don't know how to. Um, I know you know it's really interesting. The first in 2020, when in, when Russia, it was time for the high holidays, yeah. so someone from one of the local synagogues had dropped off a tablet or two for congregants of theirs who, you know, in 2020 we weren't doing in person services. Uh, in 2020, I'm sorry. So they dropped it off, and this person had really had no, never interaction with anything of a touchscreen of any sort. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really tough. I mean, it's what
1: like we would just like look. Yeah, I mean, you have to kind of get educated on that. Yeah,
3: you have to spend time with it. Um, I really have, and I mean, it would be interesting if someone from JFS would would like to come Mm -hmm. and and educate. Mm -hmm. Um, Some are open and interested, and some, and again, there are a handful who have computers, tablets, smartphones, but by and large.
1: uh, I think the JCC used to have classes, computer classes for. uh, This demographic, yeah. But yeah, yeah. All right, just I just
3: want to point out something really quickly on top of page 18, the headline. um, Something that I've heard, I think people are used to waiting for Godot. So they they say Gal Gadot, but it's actually Gal Gadot. It's uh, not it's a Hebrew Gadot. word. It's not French. It's Hebrew. So the T is pronounced Gal Gadot. I will
1: check out. That's
2: the, a that great that
1: opinion piece. And uh, Shadr <laughs> of the week.
3: Really Go ahead. quickly, page nineteen. Yes, yeah. so Rabbi Riskin. He mentions, uh, he's referencing something of Rabbi Joseph Soloveitchik, his rabbi. Right, right. Uh, so he mentioned stuff about it's basically harkening back to one of the most famous books of his teacher, Rabbi Soloveitchik, something I read 20 years ago when I was in college of um, one of the most fascinating things is thinking about these two separate covenants. There's this uh, covenant of Egypt and covenant of Sinai. And this Mm -hmm. is something that Rabbi Riskin here is articulating, which is that there's a, I think it was a totally new idea that Rabbi Soloveitchik developed of, we have this sort of like as a people, this sort of covenant of Egypt that we've, left Egypt together as a people. That's sort of our our covenant of fate. That's just what happened. But also thinking about this covenant of Sinai that we are, it's not just about what's happened to us in the past, but also where we're headed, working on our destiny and thinking about moving together and forward as a nation. So,
2: and this kind of goes back to that Anne Frank. Do we constantly go back and think about the sadness of the Holocaust, or do we move forward with the information and things we've learned? So
3: I, and so that's one of the interesting things that the Rabbi, Rabbi Solovejic, uh, that Rabbi Riskin is writing about, is it's, it's, it's not one or the other. It's both, right. that we take both with us, thinking about the past while looking forward to the future.
1: All right. So
2: on page 20, we're actually right. going to let Rabbi Drew do the bicentennial today.
3: Oh, uh, there we go. Upper top left, we have 1889, the Jewish home. For the aged and infirm is dedicated. So that was many, many decades ago, and that was one of the two precursors of Cedar Village that ultimately merged in the 1990s.
2: And we know that last week we talked about the how it was the other the other two Jewish homes were now that was Golf Manor and the Orthodox Jewish home were now both ending. They had their final meetings.
3: Right. So the, this Jewish home for the aged and infirm in 1889 ultimately became Glen Manor. Okay. Um, and then the Orthodox home was in the early 20th century that was created. So then, yes, in the 1990s they merged, and then yes, and then Super Bottom Far Right is just 10 years ago another uh, Cedar Village. We'll get to that. Oh, I'm jumping. I didn't. I don't know how tight we're on time. You're jumping (laughs) jumping ahead.
1: So go to 150. (laughs) So
2: down at 150, um, just so everyone knows, Beth Elohim is a congregation that began in 1749. It's one of the oldest Jewish congregations in the United States. It, It was. Uh, from the Spanish and Portuguese Jews that came from London, so that's a ve- has a very interesting history. But below that, I want to talk about the staffer system. So everyone knows <laughs> about the machine the wiggles your fat away. This was actually a couch, and you had to go to beauty shops in order to lay on this couch and lose weight. It was kind of like could, you know you had to go to years ago when you wanted to get a suntan. They had the salons where like you would lay down. So like this the, was a this was a couch. Pit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: a new a new year a new, new you year. Yeah. you can be slender vibrant fresh as cherubim <laughs> right cherubim. cherubim and
2: there are actually there were testimonials from women who claimed that they lost weight and <laughs> wow. that they and from just laying on this couch and so you could buy the one then at home you didn't have to go to the beauty shop right, after right. all you had an at home right. system just like at home tanning booth wow. and you would lay and they show pictures of this couch and it just vibrates and what happens is you're probably having such a nice time on there and relaxing and reading magazines you forget to eat that's how you lose the weight. <laughs> okay,
1: moving right along. <laughs> there's one of Ted's moving right along.
2: <laughs> moving right along. All
1: right, so 75 years ago, you've got...
2: 75 to. years ago, there's a great article about Yasha, Yasha Heifetz, who was coming to Cincinnati. Now, he started playing violin at two years old. His father, Reuben, was a violin teacher as well as a concert master, and he put a bow in Yasha's hand as a two-year-old, and he became a prodigy, and he came to the United States, and hmm. he... He w- they say he is one of the world's finest violinists. Um, and mm. I can remember as a child, he, d- he died in 1986, but I can remember as a child my parents talking about Yasha Haiva. He, he, he wow. may have come to Ravinia, which is an outdoor music festival, or something, but my parents had talked about him, or they must have played some of the music. But supposedly just took your breath away. Mm. Um, okay. And then um, 50. fifty years ago, you said, "Well, I,
1: a doctor and Lewis S. Becker announced the bar mitzvah of their son, Alan J. Becker, on Saturday, February five at nine a.m. at Adith Israel Synagogue. Relatives and friends are cordially invited to worship with the family and attend the kiddish. <laughs> the kiddish following <laughs> services." <laughs>
2: And then 25 years ago, the Marcy—the wedding of Marcy Lynn Jacobson, that doctor, that's Dr. Jacobson's daughter, and Gary David Blockman, took place s- September 1st at Edith Israel Synagogue, Rabbi Irvin Wise officiated. So Marcy is with the Jewish Federation, and I know that Gary Blockman is an attorney. And, of course, Rabbi mm-hmm. Wise is going to is one of our persons of the years and we will be interviewing him on Wednesday, February second. He's coming he's gonna be doing a Zoom interview with us. So if anyone wants to hear what Rabbi Wise has to say about things now that he's retired, that'll be a fun interview. And then below that is the Girl Scout cookies that we all know are kosher. And they are, again, for sale. I just l- lined up for seven of them. They have a new one now that uh, mm. looks very, very tasty. And they also have Oh, this the
1: Buckeye? Wow. Yeah. It's really I think it's
2: the Buckeye or something. It's delicious looking. Whatever it is, Oof. it's chocolate. I, wow. I got all they, three of the chocolate. They came that's over exciting. to our
1: house on Saturday yeah. and knocked on the door. And then How many did you buy? I, I couldn't buy them on Saturday. I said, uh, I can't buy them today. at Shabbos. Can you come back? And they were like, okay, we'll come back.
2: They never came back. No. They're They'll right. sell them at the Kroger or
1: somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'll be I'll are be sure to look out for yeah. the I like those ones. Yeah, uh, the, the shortbread ones. Yeah. yeah. I
2: mm-hmm. like the, the s'mores. Then the new, the yeah, yeah. more yeah. ones and then of course the ones that are chocolate with the peanut butter are very mm-hmm. good. So uh, are, did any of your girls become Girl Scouts?
3: I've had a couple of my girls sell girls. I mean not consistently, but yeah. yeah they've sold I was there.
2: a Girl Scout through high school. I was a oh, cadet. Wow. Yeah, I oh, wow. yeah, I liked Girl Scouts.
1: I was a Cub Scout I liked and the then the I uniform. was a Boy Scout. Yeah.
2: I like the uniform. Um, And then, now, just finish out 10 years. Finish out
1: 10 years ago. 10 years ago,
3: bottom right, we have another Cedar Village mention, uh, which is, uh, I don't know exactly what was going on in 2012, but they have a a whole new array of programs and services to designed to meet the needs of older adults. So I don't know exactly what they had or didn't have. Actually, it says expanded rehabilitation services, hospice, and an elder abuse shelter. So I think that was the, sh- that I think they had a shalom. Yeah. yeah, they'd yeah. started, and I think, it was, I don't know if it was the, necessarily the first of its kind. It's certainly a rare. It was
1: in Cincinnati. In, in the, the area. area. Ohio, yeah, in I Ohio was the first was, of its kind. Um, uh, Carol.
3: Carol. Uh, Elliot. Yeah, Carol. Oh, Carol Sylvia Elliot. Silvia, Silvia, Elliot, really, Elliot. Yeah, it, so it. she she created that, and I I, yeah. I came across articles about that, um, but I, I think it's since gone away. Okay, I don't think it's still going on. Okay.
2: Now, in Jews of the News, as right, well as today right. in Israel history, there is. we have talked about this when we first all got together about the Dubik, and we talked <laughs> about the movie A Serious Man, which I think everyone really remembers and really still thinks about after you've seen it. You see that movie, and you have to see it again. <laughs> but in the meantime, you're very afraid of the Dubik being around here. I think I, you I need th- to yeah. start to wear a Kinnan horror Hora belt. I'm going to have to get you a red. I always, <laughs> wear, my, yeah, I always wear my red. Um, well,
1: my mom used to tell me that if you wear a piece of turquoise, it... it, it the, the it will reflect the, uh, the, uh, the dibek, the yeah. but I think we've had just recently, there've been some events here at the paper that the Dybbuk has like kind of had his hand in. And we, we want to do some prayers for all of us that the dibek. Dybbuk- will leave the building,
3: <laughs>
1: leave the premises. So, so, the,
2: so the Dybbuk, if anyone doesn't know it, it's yes. sort of like it's like a, a bad thing, a bad spirit yes, that comes into your spirit, house. Yeah. And we in the want mov-
1: good, positive so, spirits here. So in <laughs> the
2: movie The Serious Man, the Dybbuk enters right. a, in the form of a, a rabbi who is actually dead, and the wife mm. says, what well, did but you see, do? They, you
1: remember, they, she stabs him, and, and he, it takes like a couple minutes for the blood to come out on the chair. <laughs> and I was thinking... If he's still alive, then the blood would become. in why is the blood is you know? It's like it kind of freaks you out, right? Uh, so I
3: right clearly right? have to rewatch that movie. But yeah, you got That's um, a
1: really important scene. Yeah. So the first I, scene. So
3: I just want to do a plug for a former Israelite uh, column. I think in October 2020 there was a uh, yeah Jordan Frankel talk about all these sorts of. Uh, Yiddish expressions, uh, and I think he talks about dibek and where that comes uh, from. I think it comes from uh, the Hebrew dibuk of something that's yeah, connected. Like yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. so, it's I think it's some sort of like a soul that's somehow clinging to someone. I think that's yeah, the, We need to uh, remove
1: them from the premises. Yeah. <laughs> they need to go on to their next world because they're no longer welcome here <laughs> in the paper. Yeah,
2: so it's it's a bad spirit that comes into your house. Well, and
1: also the next day, February one, nineteen sixty, Khomeini returns to Iran. Mm. And uh, that has had a major impact on the uh, regional politics of the Middle East since then. To this Still, day. To this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, our Dining Out with Bob Wilhelmy talks this week to Canary Grill. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, they have the chicken schnitzel. I, I didn't what? ever hear about chicken schnitzel until Laurenbrook came back from his Yavna trip to Israel, and he comes home and he tells me he ate only chicken schnitzel. I'm like, well, what's chicken schnitzel? He goes, oh, it looks like a chicken nugget. So okay, I know now what it's, a chicken is. Well,
1: it's, it's like a schnitzel. It's a
2: filet. It's a schnitzel. It's a filet. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's, a a, it's, it's
1: like a breast. And then they they coat it. Hogan's
2: heroes used to talk a lot about schnitzel, so I didn't oh. think it was a Jewish food when I was a kid. That
1: could be beef or chicken yeah. or, or veal. Um, but mm. the, it's like lightly coated and then fried or baked. Um, you would be, see you're 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 cringing, right? She's well, cringing except I used I
2: used veggie chicken nuggets this weekend uh, yeah, in yeah, my hole, and yeah, they were yeah, very yeah, delicious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: you could do that. Um,
3: all this food talk, <laughs> yeah, food, food, food. Right, got, uh, see, said, that. really, eat really eat seems cal- to be the theme going <laughs> on. Doc, food. Eat <laughs> our calories.
1: Doctor Ken Mangus has got an excellent, uh, excellent uh, uh, column this week, and, and he does actually, remind there's, us there's a mistake above it. Where it says, incidentally, iris, <laughs> uh, when that should be psychologically speaking. But we'll just tell you that now, so don't <laughs> we'll write even or call that. in, because <laughs> we know we made the mistake. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was reading an obituary of, um, uh, of Mr. Heifetz, Yasha okay. Heifetz, in the New York Times, and it was with typos, uh, so this really? was nineteen. Yeah, there was a ton. I don't know if it, it was it, when it, they transferred it to, you know, now t- from to electronic version right. from an oh. old. It wasn't the clipping you read; it was actually electronic. There was a ton of typos, so no one must ever go over. And I was thinking, wow, wow the New York Times there was tons of typos. Even they make d- mistakes. Yeah. They make wow. mistakes. They
1: may, you know, we, you'll see that in the Wall Street Journal. You'll read an article and there'll be mistakes. So it's like. Wow. somebody well, might staffs have been all are very yeah. thin nowadays yeah. we're, we're so. all we're all short staffed right now it's just it's. but i do staffed. want to
2: say one thing that dr can mangus does right. point out that sometimes our memories can fool us yes, and what we think can. we hear versus yes. what we exactly. know we've heard versus what someone said we said right. can sometimes get mixed up and that's the last three paragraphs so, so the
1: point of that is that you should always give the other person the benefit of the doubt
2: well and then you <laughs> also have to remember that when you're arguing with someone is their perception is their reality so It doesn't make a difference what you're thinking because it's their thoughts, too, that count. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a a two-way street. Yeah. All right,
1: so moving on to obituaries.
2: Yes, and we have Dr. Philip Edlin, uh, which I just learned was a very good friend of our late Uncle Marvin, of blessed memory. And so he's the father school. of Jory, Jory Edlin, Edlin, who used
1: to work at the paper. An-
2: another person who made his mark here at the Israel. Well, he's,
1: he's, he then went on to um,
2: Huntington Learning Center, and he's
1: doing really well. And I just talked to him the other d- We caught up about his dad, and so yeah. he's in the Coast Guard Auxiliary with me, so I, mm-hmm. I interact with him through that. And uh I just was so saddened to hear his father was a it was really a, you know
2: He was a gastroenterologist. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And uh and Jory is one of my favorite people too. Jory's is, is, is he's a, a doll. Really, he's a nice guy. I run into nice him
2: here guy. and there. And Rabbi Simcha Krauss, who is right. near and dear yes. to your house. So right. I
3: so I might have met met him, but I, I definitely um you know, the people mentioned here are within my sort of camp, so to speak, of, of modern orthodoxy. Um, he, it mentions that he was a shul rabbi and went to Israel to, to help start up a yeshiva, but um, I think what it stands mm-hmm. out here, what makes him greatly significant, he started this international bait din within the last decade, um, which really seeks to help free agunot, these chained women. It's right. really important thing. It is, and so it, it was, uh, you know, it's interesting, because even in this obituary, that he definitely got some... Um, People weren't fans of it, certainly people to the right. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. But, I mean, ultimately, like, he was trying to to be this moral force to fix this sort of moral stain of these women who, uh, you know, through no fault of their own. Their husbands wouldn't give them the get. They wouldn't allow them to divorce. And while men can, you know, within the the bounds of, of Jewish law, they are allowed to remarry, but women cannot. So. Thank God most men do actually, when they're going through divorce, right. give Probably their guests. and 90% of the it, time. Right. But for the few, right. there weren't really a lot of uh, legal mechanisms. And so he tried to provide this international baked in to provide. And, you know, on the way over, I was listening to um, uh, the eulogy delivered by the uh, Rabbi Avi Weiss, who founded my rabbinical school, and they were friends, uh, colleagues. Um, and he was saying how one of the women who had been freed from this agunah status by uh, Rabbi Krauss, it was just so incredible. She was very thankful for this positive force in her life to really help free her from that status. So um, he definitely did a lot of good through this this international bait team.
2: So to help those who may not remember what we've talked about in the past, an agunah is a woman whose husband will not give them a get. Right, and right. Originally, yep. some of this came out of, let's say your husband dies in war and they can't bring back the body or they yeah. don't know, they had to come up with some sort of a, a system, a plan, so they had some rules. But mm-hmm. from what I understand, because I also I listen to a, not only your podcast and our podcast, mm-hmm. but I listen to one called 1840 with mm-hmm. Rabbi Deva Beshevkin, and this yep. has come up a couple of times. I understand now that among the Orthodox young rabbis that a lot of them will not marry these young couples unless they have a prenuptial agreement Will they agree uh-huh. that should divorce unfortunately come and right. we have to be honest it does happen even to the best right. couples yeah, yeah. that they will give a get right
3: right and the w- the way that that sort of prenuptial agreement works is it's it's a financial incentive for th- once they agree that they're going to get divorced that he gives the get otherwise it's going to pr- you know it's just going to keep adding up on a, daily, on a basis daily basis and really t- work to, s- to financially incentivize mm-hmm. him to just give the get and just be done with it so they can both both move on with mm-hmm. their lives right yeah
2: we have to be human and have and have so may kindness.
1: So their, may their memories be for a blessing. So, death notices, uh, Constantine Klotzman, age 94, January 22nd, 2022, 20 Shabbat, 5782.
2: Uh, Joy Glazer, Nee rivers, age 92, January 20th, 2022, the 18th of Shabbat, 5782.
3: All right, Nancy Schwartz, nee collins, age 89, January 20th, 2022, 18 Shabbat, 5782.
1: Uh, Bessie G Wolf, Nee Greenstein, Greenstein, age 104. Wow. January 20th, 2022, 18 to 5782.
2: May all their blessings. Well, well we be should for also blessing. probably
1: say Dr. Philip, Philip Edlin, Edlin, 97, passed away on um, January 15th. January 15th.
2: Yeah. And Rabbi uh, Simcha Krauss. Right. May all their memories be for a blessing. And I must say, they all lived to be quite aged and had very, very full Long lives.
1: Long, full lives. All right, so now we get to my favorite part. <laughs> Everybody else hates it, but I still love it. Okay, this is from the best of Jewish humor by Henry D. Spalding, uh, joke of the week. A venerable old man was celebrating his 100th birthday and was asked by a reporter, "To what do you attribute your advanced age and remarkable physical condition?" "I'll tell you," replied the centenarian. When my, when my wife and I were first married, the rabbi who performed the ceremony suggested that whenever I saw an argument coming, I should take a walk around the block. I took the rabbi's advice, and I want you to know that for 70 years, the constant exercise did wonders for my health. <laughs> that
2: one's actually a good one. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: So, rabbi, in yes. terms of other than living in Cincinnati and Columbus and California, where else, if you had a choice, would you like to live?
3: Oh, choice that I would like to live. Uh Oh, interesting. I. You ever daydream
2: about moving to another city? I mean,
3: look, when I was, uh, before we moved out to California, I always thought about Florida. Oh, it's nice and warm. And, you know, certainly January in Ohio. It's it's like about 80 degrees right now in Key West. Right. So, but once we moved out to California and Southern California, it's. Year round, it's nice as opposed to yes, yeah. Florida in the winter is nice, but not in the summer. Yeah. So that was one of the surprises in living in Southern California. Granted, what I, you know, we had eight and a half years there; it was good. But there's so much time you spend on the roads, and there's a lot of smog, there's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of there's,
1: people, and a lot of smog, yeah. and, and dr- you drive and drive. It just yeah. good from where do you're at to where you're like your friend's house, like you know, it takes like. It's like you're going to have to lot like an hour and a half to get there <laughs> yeah, and then spend an hour and a half. And then it's like a four or five. That's like all day.
3: Yeah. So when people hear that I moved from Southern California, Long Beach, California to Cincinnati, a lot of people, 20 minutes, right? A lot of people have given me a very strange looks like I was an alien or uh, there was something off with us, but, um, there are a lot of advantages. There's a lot more, and it's great. It's especially very family friendly for raising kids, a lot more time with that, a lot more, a lot less time on the roads, a lot more affordable living. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely better for raising a family and for us where we are in life. It's, it's a good place to be. And like I said, it's also hundred minutes from my my parents. parents so it's nice. yeah.
2: yeah, it's it's close, but not too close. Yes. That's yeah. Right. Right. There's a little bit of a buffer zone. Yeah. So Need in, that in terms zone. of we've yeah. talked a lot about Jewish food. Do you have a favorite Jewish food?
3: I do, uh, You know, I don't really think about food that much. Like <laughs> you, my, thank I mean, God. Like I gonna, think about food when I'm hungry. I'm like, oh my god, I panic. But I want some food. Yeah, uh, yeah I know, want some food. But uh, I, if
0: you bring
1: up Kugel, I've been for, you're you know you're 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 getting zapped. Oh okay. <laughs> I'm just telling you now if you bring up Kugel one more time. Yeah, thank God,
3: thank God I am married to a foodie. She loves food, she has a whole bunch of cookbooks. She She's a
2: good cook. Uh, yes, Rachel's thank God. a good cook. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. And then as far as your hero, who is who is your <laughs> in the Jewish world who would you like to emulate? Ooh. Well, how
1: about uh, Ted Deutsch? I mean, the publisher of the Israelite.
2: <laughs> oh, I think that's everyone's hero. Uh, are we talking about ah, ad, ad,
3: living, up. living Anything. dead
2: rabbi? How about yeah, rabbi? there is someone that you oh, think rabbi about. Oh, Rabbi
1: Soloveitchik, definitely.
3: Uh, yeah. uh, you know, obviously, this is something I'll have to think about. I'll I'll just give you an answer. I don't know if it's necessarily <laughs> the best answer for me to this question, but one rabbi I'm very fascinated with in the Talmud is Rava. So he was huge in the in the mm. early fourth century. Uh, in Babylonia. He was, uh, he really helped, uh, fa- he was very intellectually influential right. for the development for the rest of the Talmudic era. Um, and it's, it's funny because he's actually a huge wine lover. Okay. Um, and That's he had this, why I've he, heard his name on your show. And right. Well, you probably, and it's funny because one of his most famous students was the biggest beer brewer in the Talmud, Rav Papa. But um, <laughs> they, that'd be a really fascinating time. It, I'm sure really fascinating conversations because he was definitely a uh, very brilliant and um, intellectually uh, now, gi- uh, giant.
1: Now, back then, when they brewed yeah. beer was warm beer It wasn't cold beer they it didn't wasn't drink, the same way we refrigerate right. they didn't they didn't they didn't they didn't drink cold beer like we like you know people now drink cold the coldest beer they can get but now back then there was no you know they just drank warm yeah. beer
3: i mean i you know it's interesting i actually i don't i'm not such a stickler for refrigerating my beers i keep a lot of them maybe in the basement right, right um right. so maybe cool ish yeah. um yeah so well, beer is also
2: yeah. good for baking with. So you you yeah. beer, you can make bread with yeah. beer a lot because it picks up on the yeast and it rises mm-hmm. from the beer. Uh, um, you can. I've made
1: um, beer holla.
2: No, I haven't made beer holla, be but I've made. Um,
1: See, there you go. See, yeah, yeah, that's. I, I got. Yeah. <laughs> we one, need a recipe I got for that. One good thought for the day, and that was it. <laughs> we need look a recipe into, for the <laughs> beer yeah. hala.
2: I'll have to think about beer that. beer holla. So in the meantime, this was when re- we are really lucky to have you as one yes, of our, our rabbis re- in our community. Yes, thank you kindly. Yes. Um, thank you. Thank you. You've really made a nice place for yourself here and you've really mm-hmm. enhanced being in our community and thank we you. want to thank you and Rachel for both being here and your girls and your baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a lot of fun and thank you for being our first community rabbi Yes. and being our rabbi in residence. <laughs>
3: thank yes. you. Come back Happy often. Happy to be the pioneer of this yes. new series often. you've got going on. Yeah. Come back often. Thank so you. So
2: we want to wish to thank everyone for listening to us. We yep. want to thank our staff for helping us out. They're always there to help us and make this uh, work out beautifully. Mm -hmm. And uh, we wish everyone a good week, and we'll see you next week where we will be having uh, February 2nd. We will be having Rabbi Rabbi Irvin Wise. He will be Person of the Year interview. One
1: of the the Persons of
2: the Year. Yes, one of the Persons of the Year interview awesome. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. You. Shavua Tov.
0: Well, I don't remember but I have been told. First time I got drunk, I was eight days old, son of Abraham. I didn't waste no time sipping wine at my breasts just to ease my mind. Sobered up after that, I spent 12 years clean, but I fell off the wagon when I turned 13. Couldn't see rated R movies or drive a car, but my bar mitzvah had an open bar. They say that day I became a man and I had to obey all of God's commands now it's true there's things we don't do as Jews but Hashem doesn't mind if we use some booze Drink responsibly <laughs> You gotta stay alive Don't drink too much Don't drink and drive For some folks alcohol can be deadly But if you drink to life You can drink with me L'chaim a toast to the host and the guest L'chaim May you all be blessed L'chaim tovim O'le shalom for peace L'chaim may good things only just increase L'chaim with wisdom, awareness and wealth L'chaim to happiness Healing and health L'chaim to family The kids and the wife L'chaim my friends say L'chaim to life Shabbat is a great excuse To let loose No need to make kiddish it. on fruity grape juice Pop open your finest Pinot or Merlot And keep pouring mo till that cup overflows We celebrate Pesach In the springtime No grain alcohol But wine is just fine They call it Passover Cause everyone passes Out over dinner From chugging full blessings. All <laughs> seven days is a Coke I'm tipsy, hanging outside In my hut like a gypsy Ain't got a roof, but I can't complain If it showers, I just get Sloshed in the rain on Shmini I serice. the drinking gets careless head start spinning, losing self-awareness We all dance the horror While a guy in a fedora pours a lot of Shots for some more Simchas Torah. 14th of Adar, Wherever you are, every shoe far and wide Has an open bar Cause on Purim we drink till we don't Know why her mind's curse is any different than blessed is more to high. a toast to the host and the guest. L'chaim, the Torah may you all be blessed. L'chaim, Tovim, more shalom for peace. L'chaim, may good things only just increase. L'chaim with happiness, healing, and health. L'chaim with wisdom, awareness, and wealth. L'chaim to family, the kids, and the wife. L'chaim, my friends say L'chaim to life. By my wedding, the rabbi passed me a cup over blowing with wine and he said bottoms up on an empty stomach that broke my fast the first drink of the day but it wasn't my last every happy occasion and celebration is cause for a little intoxication cause the rhyme bomb says since temple times you won't find any joy if you don't have wine but it also brings relief from the grief when my loved ones die life seems so brief but I'm still doing right light a candle recite cottage and say look hi I'm on a yearly yard no wealth in the grave, so I buy that top shelf I'ma drink for the dead till I'm dead myself So if I don't outlive you, when my soul is delivered To God, give a toast and get drunk in my shiva L'chaim, <laughs> toast to the host and the guest L'chaim, b'lev <laughs> racha, may you all be blessed L'chaim, tovim, only shalom for peace L'chaim, may good things only just increase L'chaim, with happiness, healing, and health L'chaim, with wisdom, awareness, and wealth L'chaim, to family. The kids and the wife L'chaim, my friends say L'chaim to life L'chaim <laughs> L'chaim, 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 l'chaim. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing It's amazing, <laughs> You <laughs> earned that one, man yeah. L'chaim, l'chaim, l'chaim,
1: <laughs> l'chaim.